Well, I'm in over my head, no one told me. Trying to keep my footprint small was harder than I thought it could be. I'm in over my head, what do I really need? Trying to save the planet, oh, will someone please save me? Trying to save the planet, oh, will someone please save me? Welcome to In Over My Head, I'm Michael Bartz. Well, this is another installment of Planet Saving Superstars, where I talk to regular folks who are doing their part for the environment, proving I'm not alone. My guest today is Sophie Wider. Let's meet her. Welcome to In Over My Head, Sophie. Hi, thanks for having me. When most people think about someone doing environmental work, they might imagine cleaning up the ocean or planting trees, but you've used your skill as an artist, which I think is really, really interesting. And so you wrote two children's books. One is called The Girl Who Saved a Tree, and the other one is Who. Why don't you give us a a brief synopsis of the books? Yeah, for sure. So the first book that I wrote, I was in grade 10, so I was 15. And the story is about a girl who saves a tree from bulldozers as they move in to tear down the Amazon rainforest. And so by saving that tree, the girl's able to save all the many animals and plants that rely on that tree and call the forest home. And so the point of the book is really to teach children about the importance of protecting our natural world. And it has this main character who's a little girl who cares a lot about the tree. And hopefully the book was inspirational to anybody who read it. And then the second book that I wrote and published just last year is called Who Who Can Help the Warming Arctic. And it follows the journey of a snowy owl named Oopik in search of a new home after her own is left uninhabitable by climate change. So as Ukpik travels across the Arctic, she stops and she talks to many of her Arctic friends and we learn about the ways in which climate change is impacting all of the wildlife and the people that live in the Arctic. And at the end of the story, Ukpik is inspired by the wise words of a girl from the Arctic and decides that she must help spread the message that pollution and climate change are hurting the North and those who call it home. What was the inspiration for you as a teenager to write these children's books? Yeah, I guess the inspiration really came from the places that I was able to visit and what I witnessed in terms of environmental damage in these places that I really came to care about. And so I wanted to come home and talk about what I learned. And I didn't really know how to do that, but I knew that art was a way that really allowed me to feel heard and that I love to write stories. And so I thought, why not put that together? And I can sort of talk about environmental issues to a young audience, which I thought was really important. So the first book that I wrote was after I came home from traveling to the Amazon on a biology trip when I was in grade 10. And I learned about the immense impact that climate change and deforestation is having on animals and plants in the forest there. So I've sort of like always been an artist by nature and I've always been constantly drawing everything I saw. And so I had all these pictures from my trip. And when I returned home, I was like, I got to do something with this and tell people about what I learned. And so I felt this sense of duty to sort of create a story. So I decided that writing a children's book would allow me to spread the message about the Amazon deforestation and also encourage kids to grow into the next generation of environmental stewards. And I guess it was a pretty similar story with my second book. So that was after I returned home from a trip to the Arctic through an organization called Students on Ice in 2019. And so when I was there, I was able to see this beautiful Arctic environment and meet all the people who live there and see all this wildlife, which was an amazing experience. But while I was there, I was also learning from scientists and Inuit about how the Arctic is endangered as a place because of climate change. And so I had already written a book before and I was like, I want to do this again. 
And so I wrote a book about that. And this uh, was a great experience for me to be able to raise awareness for what I'd seen in the Arctic. Yeah. And I love that you're using your firsthand experience, those places you've been and giving yourself a voice through art. I think it's so important. And so how was the experience of actually creating these books as a young person? Yeah. Well, I think it was really enjoyable for me. Through art, I was able to both spread a message about something I really cared about and also be able to process it for myself. Because I know that a lot of young people today experience a lot of eco-anxiety or climate anxiety. And so it's a really great way to work through that and then also be able to spread that message. It was great having the time in high school to be able to do this. And then I was actually lucky enough to have all this time during the pandemic whenever I was at the end of grade 12 to be able to put together the second book. So I really enjoyed doing it as a young person, but I think I'll, I'll continue to write books in the future as well. No, that's great. And do you have any advice maybe for someone who wanted to follow in your footsteps and write a children's book, especially a young person? Yeah, absolutely. I guess my first piece of advice would be to not be too critical of yourself and don't compare yourself to professionals because I think it really doesn't matter how old you are or how experienced you are, but the important thing is that you're passionate about what you want to share with the world and you're expressing something that you believe needs to be said. And so I think that art is just a really amazing vessel to be able to spread a message about something that you care about. And that doesn't have to be like a painting or a book, but it can also be like poetry or music. And I think even if you only share it to like your friends, your family, or a small subset of your community, it really can be inspiring. Also a great way for you to work through what you want to say. So I would definitely recommend that you try and that you don't be too critical of whatever comes out. It's for you and for everyone around you. And that I'm sure it'll be appreciated. Out of curiosity, how has the response been to your books? Yeah, so... I've been very lucky to be able to present about the book to elementary schools in my community, which has been really nice to sort of talk about how the book came about and do book readings. And it's been really nice to hear what kids have to say about it. And I've just been so pleasantly surprised by how passionate kids are today about the environment, about wanting to do something. So it's been really well received, which I really enjoyed. And I was even reached out to this young girl wrote a book report about my book. And I've never been more honored about anything in my whole life. So that was just such a special thing to receive. But yes, the response has been really positive. So I've enjoyed it. So you were doing those readings and such like while you were still in high school or was that after high school? Yeah. So that was after I um, finished and published the second book in April of last year. So I did it sort of the at the end in the spring and the summer of 2021. And then when I wrote the first book, oh gosh, long time ago, but uh, I was also, while I was in high school, I would do um, presentations at my community center. And I also went back to my old elementary school and I presented. So yeah, that was also really fun then as well. Oh, that's so great. And actually I was reading on the website where you sell the book that all the profits go to charitable organizations working to promote climate change education and preserve animal habitats. So maybe tell me a bit more about those people. Yeah. So the book was actually sponsored by a microgrant by this organization called Students on Ice that I went to the Arctic with. And they do really amazing things where they, they'll take kids from all around the world to the Arctic. And right now they're not able to do that, but they're doing running other trips to other places in Canada. It's just a really inspiring trip to witness these beautiful places and come to care for it. And then also be learning about what issues are facing it and what you can sort of do and working together to brainstorm solutions. And so I wanted to sort of give back to this organization that had given so much to me. And so 
I figured I might as well just send back the profits as a thank you. Also the Canadian Wildlife Conservancy. I also wanted to donate some of the funds too as well. And how did you get involved with that program? So that was actually through my high school. There was a program where you can apply and you could get a scholarship to go. And so I applied and I got the scholarship to go. But I'd heard about the organization already just being in the community in Ottawa because it's actually based out of Ottawa. And I just thought they were doing really amazing work. And I really enjoyed my experience going and would recommend any young people listening. If you are in high school or early university, definitely apply to go on one of their trips. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah. And and so they also funded the book, you said? Is that right? Yeah. So basically for all their alumni, they have this micro grant program. And if you have a project that you really want to do, you can apply to get funds to be able to do that, which was just beyond helpful with my second book because it does involve some money to be able to get it out there and then also like printing books. And I was able to actually donate books as well to a children's center, which was really nice. So how do you see you're writing these children's books as helping save the planet or, or helping with environmentalism more generally? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the action that this has is not any sort of concrete, you know, picking up plastic. But I think that we moving forward are really going to need to be very excited about making change and um, really fostering compassion for the environment, especially for young kids. And so what I wanted to do with my books was basically to use the power of art and stories to spread a message in a way that will really impact people and hopefully inspire them to take climate action in their own lives, whatever that looks like, whether that's joining a protest or working to reduce their own carbon footprint. Specifically for kids today, I think it's really important that kids be learning about caring for our planet and developing empathy for it at, at an early age. The unfortunate reality is that these kids will be the ones living with the impacts of climate change. And so I think it's our role today to prepare them for that challenge and also to empower them to want to create that change and have hope that change is possible. And like, I know that my book can't do all of these things, but hopefully it's like a step in the right direction and that I might have inspired one kid would be just amazing for me to know. And I feel like I have, I've at least felt like I've heard that I have from kids, which is really nice. And so, yeah, I've, I've been creating art about environmental issues since I was 12, 13 years old. And it's really like the one thing that makes me feel heard. And I think that's important. So yeah, I would encourage everyone who has a message they want to say to use their creativity to do so. Yeah. And that's wonderful. And, and clearly that one student wrote a, a book report about your books, so you reached them and you're continuing with your environmental work at the McGill University. So tell me about that. Yeah, so I go to McGill in Montreal. It's on the unceded territory of the Anishinaabeg and the Haudenosaunee nations. And I am studying in an environment interfaculty program. So that's an arts and science program. And I really, really enjoyed my studies here so far. I love the balance of putting together both the sort of policy side solutions with the actual science. I just feel very prepared to be able to get out there and make a difference. And so I've been really enjoying my studies. At McGill, I'm part of a, an environment committee. Um, so I've been working as the director of that to sustainability events. So that's also been really great. And yeah, just really enjoyed my studies at McGill. Well, I found your story so inspiring, Sophie. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Well, that was my talk with Sophie. I found her story so inspirational, partly because she's so young. She published those books before she was 18 and that she was using her art and her creativity for environmentalism. So, you know, get out there, make some art, let's save the planet. If you're getting something out of these conversations, I'd love you to tell a friend about the show. 
The more people that we can get to take action, the better chance we have of success. Well, that's all for me. I'm Michael Bartz. Here's to feeling a little less in over our head when it comes to saving the planet. We'll see you again soon. In Over My Head was produced and hosted by Michael Bartz. Original theme song by Gabriel Thing. If you would like to get in touch with us, email info at inovermyheadpodcast.com. Special thanks to Tell a Story High for making this show possible. I'm trying to save the planet. Oh, will someone please save me?